I'm Lauren. And I'm Ashley. And this, guys, is Nip Tuck Pod. We are your girl chat. We say the things you want to hear, the things that you're thinking but you don't want to say out loud. And we're all about being strong, aspirational women who basically don't give a... Uh, Lauren, anyway, if you want unfiltered chat, amazing beauty and product recommendations, then look no further, guys. This is the podcast where you will get all of the girly chat. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Vicky Patterson, The Secret 2. This week, I'm joined by none other than Love Island superstar, Scott Vandersloos, everybody. Woo-hoo! Hello, everyone. <laughs> Scott, that was, that was a very rela- relaxed reaction compared to mine. I'm, I'm glad someone's excited. I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, babe, how are you? Are you okay? I'm good, yeah. It's uh, been a bit of a whirlwind the last few months, but yeah, it's uh, yeah starting to settle down a little bit, but it's all uh, it's all a bit mad. At the same time, yeah. You've had such a jam-packed summer. Like everybody else has done like a two weeks all-inclusive in the Costa del Sol and a weekend <laughs> in like the seaside with our, with our granny and they're feeling knackered and ready for the kids to go back to school. You must be, you must know, not know which way is up, mate. Honestly, I've had about a week at home this summer. <laughs> I obviously, I left, so I was playing football in Ireland. I left Ireland to obviously go into the UK one. So I left Ireland, got two days at home. Flew over to Mallorca, was in a holding villa for about 10 days. And then, um, yeah, went in there for six weeks. Come back, had about a week and a half, did the reunion. And then, yeah, straight on a flight out to LA and then Fiji. And yeah. Jesus Christ. You little globetrotter, are you? I know, yeah. I just, I just don't like my family, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, I've heard your sister's great. Less of that. <laughs> yes, yes, she is great. She is great. So I well obviously I did sort of realise that you were a professional footballer beforehand. Where did mm. who did you play for? So um I was playing for a team called Shelburne in the League of Ireland, which mm-hmm. there was actually a funny thing um when I went on the date with Jess. She <laughs> said I said who were play for and she went, Never heard of them. What is it? Sherburn? <laughs> and uh, it became a little bit of a story in Ireland. Like the club I was playing for and a few of the rivals were having a little bit of banter about it on Twitter. So um <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, I was playing for them over in over in Ireland and yeah, living in Dublin, living the Dublin life. Oh my God, I love Dublin so much. So what made you want to apply Brilliant. for Love Island then? Because as far as I'm concerned, like being a sort of semi-pro, a professional footballer yeah. and living in Dublin and all that, that sounds like a pretty swanky lifestyle anyway. I think like, me and my sister, we used to sit down every summer and just watch Love Island, to be honest. And then I, every time I watched it, I always had like a sneaky feeling that I'd be on it one day. And then I think before I moved to... Um, Dublin, um, I there's like a fa- there's five parts to the application process, like mm-hmm. online, and I did like the first page, which was literally saying my name, putting my Instagram in, and putting my number on there. Mm-hmm. And I got to the next page, and I was like, right, I can't be asked with this anymore, and just yeah. I must, but it must automatically save in the system. And then yeah, n- never heard anything for a year, and then suddenly I just get a call up a year later, 
saying, yeah, we want to speak about your Love Island application. I'm like, I haven't applied. And they're like, yeah, there's something in the system from, from last year. And then it just started from there. And I was like, I can't really turn this down. No, you just you can't. can't. You can't. But where does it leave you in terms of the football, babe? Like, were your were your club super supportive? Were they a little bit salty? Did you leave them in the lurch? Do they have a reserve? Um, Scott Van der Sluis? I don't know how it works. <laughs> so to be fair, at the time, I wasn't really playing too much anyway. I was only really playing cup games. Okay. Um, so there was another goalkeeper that was playing in the league. So that was another reason as to why I thought about doing it. But the club were pretty supportive. Um, they made it clear to me that I wasn't going to be going back to there after it which I wasn't planning on doing anyway but we were pretty clear on what was happening um, but yeah apart from that they were they were pretty supportive all the staff the manager the first couple of days I don't think he wanted to talk to me but he came round and he was very supportive of it in the end Just ha- and yeah and all the lads hot. obviously were yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> and then yeah then everyone was supportive and the, the whole club supported me whilst I was in the villa they tweeted about me um, oh. and they've been supportive since being out and that um, so yeah I can't complain I really can't <laughs> complain with how they've reacted to it that's so nice. Oh, bless them. So I know. is there a chance you'll go back to football or are you firmly on a different path now? Eventually, yeah. I will, I will, I do want to go back to, to football semi-professionally. But yeah, it's it's something where there's there's so much stuff going on at the moment that you yeah. don't really have a chance. Like to so what I was doing, like that was full-time football, what I did. So I can't do that anymore. Yeah. Well, it's important that you ride this wave. You're on, mate. Like I always say it make hay while the sun shines and you're having a great time yeah. you're booked and busy fucking enjoy it babe <laughs> yeah that's, that's, that's one way of putting it yeah <laughs> you have got to enjoy it you're only this young once and like exactly again a lot of people have different opinions on whether you're going to this place or that place but i'm this young once and i would regret not doing some of the stuff that i've been offered to do and i think anyone else would do the same ultimately it's just when it's not you people just want to have opinions on it and yeah you just but that's just part and parcel of of what of the of the industry we're in so you just got to take it listen babe right i've been doing what i do for like what am i now so this is awful i always (laughs) hate admitting this but i'm 36 this year so i started geordie shaw when i was 22 so it's getting on for 15 years now mate right and like I still haven't got my head around the fact that people have such strong opinions about what you do. Like it seems mm. insane. It seems insane to me. Whatever you do, even if you do charity work, you're virtue signaling. If you like, yeah. if you go on holiday, oh, you're tone deaf because of the current <laughs> climate. You know, like if you sit in the house doing nothing, you're lazy. If you're always out working, you're greedy. Like you will never be able to please everybody. Please everyone, yeah. No, and like honestly, I feel like I watched bits of this year's Love Island and Scott, you were the only one I wanted on the podcast this year in terms of the lads. <laughs> I, I thought appreciate you were, that. No, I mean it. I thought you were like super lovely. I thought you spoke your mind. But I thought you were really kind. I don't know. I really liked you and I think that's anybody who's normal and nice has probably got that exact same opinion as well so i would say if i could give you any piece of advice going forward with your what i hope is a lovely long and successful career for you just fucking do what feels right for you mate because they're not paying your bills those opinions those people they're they're not so just do what feels right for you babe and try and ignore them yeah and it is crazy it is crazy how invested people do get in your life and at the same time that it's it's crazy to think about. You, you do appreciate it as well because without yeah. them, people who get invested in your life, your life wouldn't be changing. This the whole yeah. show that you're going on wouldn't. Is you know what I mean? It wouldn't mean anything. So yeah, like you can't have too many opinions about people having opinions. Do you know what I mean? Like it's just part and parcel. You got so to enjoy many, it. And so many opinions. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know. You come out to it, but yeah, I come out to a lot of love, so I can't complain. It's only really since obviously going into the US villa where. 
people were like the tides yeah, have slightly turned the tide <laughs> the tides have turned a little bit yeah um but well to be fair saying that 80% of people are still very supportive of it. I would say so. Looking at when I sort of put on my Instagram, oh, Scott's coming on. Has anyone got any questions? 80% of them were just asking if you take them on a date. So I don't think you've got, <laughs> I don't think you've got anything to worry about just yet. Ah, <laughs> oh, she'll be all right. But I do get it. And I think that's a very like measured, responsible and quite mature way of looking at it, which is how I would describe yeah. your time in the villa as well, to be fair. But I think I always say, so if somebody comes up to me and asks me for a picture when I'm out and about, somebody's like, oh, some people go, does that ever get annoying? And I'm like, oh my God, no. Like if people didn't want my picture or if people didn't have those opinions, like I guarantee that would that would be my one way ticket back to the call center, you know? So no, I think as long as people are invested in you and having opinions and wanting the picture, whatever it is, then you don't have to, you, you, you can still enjoy what you're doing, you know? So that's what I would Yeah, say. exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's the, that's the thing. Like it, it was a bit crazy for me. So obviously I come out to Fiji before the U S villa and I was staying in a hotel and there was like Australians that were recognizing me coming up to me for a photo. And it was the first time that I'd had to say no to a photo because obviously I was going into the US villa and I wasn't allowed. I always had a chaperone with me and I wasn't allowed to take a photo with them. So I was like, no, and I felt so, I felt horrible. Like I genuinely felt like such a bad person for doing it, but yeah, I had to do it. And yeah, but, but honestly, I enjoy people. I enjoy people coming up to to, um, asking for photos and that and people like, yeah, making their day of such a simple thing you can make their day with with that. And yeah, I, I enjoy that. And I enjoy the little things that you can do for people in this Aww. in this role that I've been given. Good for you, mate. It sounds like you're like living the dream, which is what everyone would yeah. expect after a successful <laughs> stint on Love Island. Talk yeah. a little bit more about the audition process. So you only filled out like the first page, but then you okay. still got through. So now you, right, what happens then? Is there like Zoom interviews? Do you have to do face-to-face? Do they ask you to get your top off? Like, I need to know the ins and outs. <laughs> Right, so so you obviously you have the first call where they say they're interested, um, and then you have a Zoom interview with the person who casts you. And after that Zoom call, you sort of find out what direction you're going in because I think there's about a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand applicants. So at that point, you're literally just in the litter. Like there's no, yeah, you're nowhere near it at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I obviously got through that, and then they said I actually got fast tracked a little bit, so they wanted to send me to London then. So they sent me to London a couple of weeks later. Um, I met the execs, like the exec producers, and they liked me. And then I went back to London again for a medical about a week later. What was um, in your medical, Scott? Because obviously I've done loads of medicals over the years, but things like yeah. for SES in the jungle, like they've got to make sure you're relatively physically fit. Was this just like you making no, this sure, was, this, was this this, making this sure this you fancy what? you could like get a hard on in that for the birds? Yeah. <laughs> There was, um, they had blood tests, so there was probably a little bit of that involved. But oh it was shit, more... making sure you haven't got STIs and that. Exactly. That's what no. I thought. That's what you were getting onto. Yes. No. Yeah, you can't be going into. Yes, you can't go into the villa with anything. I have actually heard stories of people that it, it has stopped going into the villa because oh, they it it no. come up they come up with something. Yeah. I am so sex. Was it not the right? same in Geordie Shore? No. I'm surely here. there was that much. There was that much shagging going on in Geordie Shore <laughs> that surely there was. This is actually so bad, Scott. But I'd never had an STI test. I mean, like, obviously, I had my own, if you know, but I wasn't actually a big shagger. Anyway, I'm getting on. <laughs> I just remember, what was it? I've got paper cuts. I've got paper cuts. <laughs> Fucking paper cuts. 
Yeah, but that wasn't like herpes or anything. That was actually just paper. <laughs> true, true, true. That was just that was just like that was just iconic. It just came to the brain. <laughs> Thanks, babe. No, so that's so bad. You just put that into my head. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Honestly, though, the duty of care from when, like, you're talking 15 years ago to what you guys have now was, like, so different. Like, I think we got psychovalved, which was obviously very important. Um, yeah. But no, we never got sexual health tests. That's actually such a good point, Scott. I wonder if they do them now. I feel like they've slowed down on the shagging front. Is Geordie Shaw still going on now? Is it still yes, going on? they're still Is making it? it. Yes. I think... I had someone, I had Saffron from Tau the other day and she was saying they're in like series 30 odd and I don't think they're quite that far forward, but they're definitely in their 20s. It's insane, babe. Um, but people are obviously wow, still watching I d- it. Yeah, I obviously didn't, I I didn't know. All I can remember is obviously you, Scotty T, Chloe, um, yes. Nathan. I, oh, Nathan's so nice. I yeah. think that, so I think like some of the younger ones you've mentioned there are still doing it, but me and Scott, like babes were in our 30s. It was about time to... Hang up the hat. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> For Scotty T's case, it was definitely time to hang up the boots. It's also probably time he had an STI test as well, to be quite Yeah, sick. probably true. I heard a thing where you had to like proper make sure people had consent and sit people in a room and yeah. that before they came back to the house. That's Is that really, all true? Yeah. That's really true. So obviously, because we ours was slightly different to Love Island, you are all in there all the time, but we went out and about, didn't we? And like yeah. that that I think that was a really that was a really nice measure, like a good measure that I don't think nice is the right yeah. word, but a very responsible measure that measure that was introduced. Um yeah. some you're meeting these lasses and lads in nightclubs and bars, and obviously everybody's been doing what young lasses and lads do in nightclubs and bars. So they've been drinking and stuff and you don't want anybody like waking up the next day with a bad taste in their mouth or because one night stands in life are kind of inevitable, I feel like. But the fact that yeah. you've potentially done it and then millions of people are going to see it, that's a totally different ball game. So, yeah, so runners, researchers, whatever, used to have to film the lads or lasses who came back. There was a total process, babe, like they had to have a passport. They had to like sit and do a video saying like, my name is so-and-so, I'm of sound mind body and I'm ex- essentially going to go into the Geordie Shaw house and I know that something could happen sexually. You know, that's where we had to go. I think it's at that, at that point, would you not be, would, could you be asked? Surely people got into that room and were like, nah. Yeah. 
I'm going. You know, I do think it put a lot of people off. Like, I'm not going to lie, but I think it was there to be a deterrent, you know? Like, Jordy Shaw yeah. got such a, a name as being, like, wild and full of sex and all the rest of it. And, like, don't get us wrong, it was absolutely all those things. But what the majority of people were tuning in for is to see the relationships between the cast. So, like, these yeah. people who came back, whereas, like, they may, may have caused a stir or a row between two people who were potentially getting it on in the cast, like, we didn't need it to make a show. And I think the producers just... Just wanted to make certain that they they were okay before they did it, and I think that was like necessary, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, right. I can, I can, I can understand right. it. It's just a crazy measure to have. It was a proper cock block. I can understand. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think a lot of lasses did change their mind in that room, and fair yeah. play to them. I would foot and sharp sober up in that situation as well. Um, so <laughs> back, back to Love Island, babe. So. When you're in, so you've, they've told you you're going in and you're in this room for like 10 days, like this place. Did you have any feelings there where you're just like super excited and buzzing to get in? Or I feel like I I feel like on my own in those 10 days, I'd probably like, I would probably, my mind would play tricks with me and I'd get a bit anxious and a bit nervous. Mm, so I had my phone for a few of them days um, oh, and then I good. lost my phone. And oh. that's when I went crazy. That's when I started to go crazy once I yeah. lost my phone. Yeah. Um, obviously, there is nothing to do. You get a fire stick. Um, oh, did you watch any that, good films? Yeah, what did I watch? I think I watched The Wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. Um, and then I watched Peaky Blinders, the last two series, which I hadn't seen. Uh, the last two, um, yeah, two series. That's right. Yeah, two oh, series. Which I hadn't so you seen. had plenty time on your hands. <laughs> oh, so, oh, I had I had all day every day on my hands, and I got to go for a walk down to the beach, and that was that was about it. My one walk, my one walk was the highlight of the day. God, it sounds um, like it sounds like when we were all in the pandemic. It sounds like lockdown. It was worse than that. Genuine, oh. it was thingy, but but it, like. It, I say it was worse than that in terms of the measures were, were worse than the pandemic measures. But um, yeah, like it, like it wasn't bad. Like you, you had that anticipation and that nervousness and you don't know which day you're going in until about a day before. Like there's a, there's a chance that you can fly out there and not get into that villa, which pe- has happened to people. So it, it actually happened to Mitch and both Ellers. They both flew out to the South South Africa for the winter one and they no. didn't get in. Yes. And then they come back for the summer one. So that can happen. And I, I I can imagine there was people who flew out for this one and didn't get on as well. Um, imagine being so, yeah. so close, but yet so far still. Oh, I know. So I always had that in the back of my mind. So there was a little bit of a nervousness. There was a, I was I was on edge a little bit. Um, yeah. And then yeah, but the day before you get told you're going in and you're like just getting everything ready and you're like oh shit, you have one last sleep in the holding villa before you go into the Love Island villa and you're like oh shit, this is this is where it gets real now. God, mate. Yeah. Oh my god. I think. I feel like I'd be so, so nervous. My only experience with anything vaguely similar to that, right, is when I went in X in the beach and like I knew yeah. this, I knew the series had already started and everybody had like made friends and people were already kissing certain people and stuff. And I got so nervous and I was so jet lagged. I had three drinks and I just burst yeah. into tears. <laughs> you, had to, you had to put me in a different villa for the first night because I was so emotional. <laughs> It's mad the amount of stuff they don't show, isn't it? No, I know, but obviously that was quite a good thing. Yeah. Everyone seen yeah. me cry enough on telly they didn't need oh, that. Oh, did they, did they show that? Did they show no, that? No, God, no. So oh, right, didn't... I was going to say. I was gonna... No, but it wasn't even like good tears. It was just like, I'm tired and I'm overwhelmed. <laughs> it would have been very confusing for the viewer. Um, yeah. is, is there anything, though, that's a really good question, that you thought to yourself, 
when you've heard what was shown or you've watched bits back or you thought it's mad they didn't put that bit in is there anything you really thought they would put in that they haven't included um I think the conversation with me and Catherine on the night of Casa that did do I think I've said it a few times but that did do her dirty because like there was a reason it got heated was because Catherine had the she had the assumption that she'd obviously made a connection with Elam over in Casa and she wanted to bring him back and explore me and him as like connection both possible connections and I think again my pride was hurt so much at that point that I was like nah like we're not doing this we're not doing this um I was like that's that um which I regretted and I told her that a couple of days later but yeah so she obviously she got they got a bit heated and yeah and then I stormed off and and yeah that was obviously she obviously got a little bit of shit for that so it wasn't fair on her so that actually probably edited the conversation in a more positive light for me but it wasn't actually what happened because I ended it on the night where I was like, I'm not, we're not doing this. Like the, you, you go with him. That's it done. And there was actually one sentence that I did say that, but I don't think people focused on it too much. So it was a little bit of a pity on it. And then a couple of days later, I had a conversation with her where I was like, yeah, I I do regret ending it so quickly, but I wasn't trying to get her back. I was just sort of expressing my feelings. Yeah. Trying to make peace because if she thought, if I wasn't expressing any feelings, we'd never move past that because she would have thought he just didn't care about me. So yeah, I expressed like the sort of feelings in that. Um, but it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't to get her back. And again, it was sort of edited in a way where I was trying to get her back. And yeah, it, like that wasn't happening. So they were the two things that stick out in my head. Yes. Apart from that, not really. No, I think that the whole storyline before Casa was, was pretty spot on. Yeah. I, I don't think there was really that. Yeah, I'm trying to think. No, there wasn't really much that could, uh, yeah, I could think. You know what, you're like, you're so gracious there because I feel like if someone asked me that about my time in Geordie Show, I would be, obviously it's a different kettle of fish, I get that, but I'd be like, yeah. this guy did and that and I didn't do this and I didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. You're, yeah. so, you're standing up for Catherine even still, like you're so, no. there's got to be something there between you two, Scott. Like oh, I'm sorry to like, sound like, like a 15-year-old yeah. fan here, but like I did like yous together. No, I think a lot of people like us together. And yeah, I don't I don't think till I think the biggest thing for Catherine why she was a little bit like sort of held a bit of animosity towards me, especially on movie night and stuff, was because she genuinely thought that I had tried to get to know people in Casa and that just no one wanted me. And that was the reason I stayed loyal to her. Like that that's that was her genuine opinion of why. So I think that riled who, her up a little bit because Who it, told her that? Like where did she get that from? You're a young, good looking so the, lad. The the comment was made from Amber. So Amber made the comment. Okay. Um, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't actually Leah. Leah just caught a bit of a stray bullet on that. Leah, when I said she I just heard Leah's voice a lot, and I was like, "I'm coming for someone here," and it just happened to be a human. Um, <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> no more, Mister <laughs> Nice Scott. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's the that's the night where people sort of saw the other side to me, where I was like, "I can't handle myself." Yeah. Um, but I was proud of you in that moment. Like, don't get us wrong. Like. I feel, yeah. I think you didn't say anything untoward. Like you've carried yourself really well. And I thought you're a proper gentleman all series. And then in the end, I just kind of thought, hang on a second, lass. It's like, this is getting a bit much. So no, I think yeah. you're right to stand up for yourself. Definitely. And like, you've got to be true to yourself when you're in there. Jesus Christ. Some people yeah. who, who are too nice all the time, it kind of is a bit obvious they're playing a game, Scott. And I never got that impression with you. Yeah, well, that's that's the thing. Obviously, I got I got accused of it a lot, and I think, I think that was a bit of jealousy, uh, if I'm honest. Uh, no, uh, see, see where it stemmed from. Like there was there was a reason where it stemmed from. It wasn't it wasn't as in I was using Catherine to play for a game. It was because I was always aware of what the next thing was going to be. Like if there was going to be a dumping, if there was going to be a bombshell, yeah. I always predicted it and got it right. Now I'd watched Love Island a few times. Yeah, 
So I was like, I sort of knew what was going on and I always seemed to get it right. So people were like, he's so invested in what's happening next and what's going on that they then carried that on to as if I was playing a game with Catherine. And that wasn't, that wasn't the case. I think when you're in there, babe, like, and obviously I haven't got experience of this specific one, but similar shows like it, it's a pressure cooker of emotions and it's very easy to get like overly invested because it is a huge deal mm. and your mind can play tricks on you. Your emotions are running high. Like when we've done certain stuff, we've, I've thought that people were like, oh my God, they're a mole. They've been planted by the producers, even though like <laughs> in the history of anything, there's never been a mole yeah. in anything I've done. Like you're, you're just, your imagination runs away with you. And I think that's potentially what happened with the cast a bit as well. Yeah, a little bit. And it was almost edited as if I didn't get on with them as well. Um, oh. Like there was shown when it was, I know it was shown as if like I spent time away from them or like when I was on my own, like the camera pans to me. And that, that was like, I think on with all the lads, like I genuinely, I was friends with all of them. It just only ever shown it when I was with Catherine and Whitney or whether when I was on my own. And I was like, wow. I was like, that, that is very, very different when I come out. Um, but no, like, Again, me and all the boys are in a group chat. We all get on. We all text. That we all FaceTime them all. Like I, I like, I love them all. I love them all in in different ways. And and yeah, they're they're a good set of lads. And yeah, like it's just it's so far from reality in there. It's called reality TV, but you, it's almost like a social experiment putting people in a villa for eight weeks without phones or any contact with the outside world and yeah, no contact with family or anything. Like it's things are going to happen that wouldn't normally happen on the outside. Oh. Yeah, of course. And like emotions are running really high, mate. Like, you yeah. know, people often say, oh, they'll not last on the outside or so-and-so won't last on the outside. And I'm always like everybody's cheerleader because I know what it feels like when you're in there and like mm. friendships and relationships, bonds are formed so quickly because that space, it acts as like a catalyst for love yeah. and like platonic friendships and all the rest of it. So I always like fight everybody's corner on the relationship front. And I say like, you don't know what it's like until you're in there because yeah. it, everything's so speeded up, isn't it? Yeah. Well, no, literally like, again, people come away from watching the show and they don't like people just off what they've watched. Now I've come away from the show and Pretty much everyone in there, I think, is a genuinely a good person. Um, like, so they're, nice. they're genuinely, just off spending 24-7 with them, there was, okay, people had their moments. And there was, people, there was moments where I looked at a lot of people and thought, you were a twat. But that didn't mean, like, but I didn't think, I just thought it was in the moment. Like, it wasn't, uh, it, 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 I never thought they were just, that was all they were. It was just, yeah, like, I know them all. And I don't, I don't really have too many bad things to say about many people, to be honest. And, yeah. But then when we're seeing sort of such a small glimpse into what was probably mm. hundreds of hours of filming, like they're going to show the most controversial parts. They're going to show the rows. They're going to show people acting mm. up. Like they're making yeah. an entertainment show at the end of the day. And I do think I wish the viewers would exercise a little bit more common sense when they're making these judgments on the islanders and the people in there because – Obviously, I've been in the position myself, and I always say, like, in Geordie Shaw, right, there was um, 100 hours of footage went into 46 minutes of show. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yours was even worse than ours, yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of like, you know, there'll be moments when some people were just sitting around with a face mask on or drinking a green tea or reading a book or doing whatever. None of that's making the final 45 minutes, yeah. is it? Yeah, it's, exactly that. Because it's boring yeah. and weird. Yeah. So if you, uh, like, the bits that are going to get in are the shouting and the swearing and the kissing mm. and 
corridor creeping yeah. whatever it is so yeah so i i get what you're saying and it's nice that you are all friends i just read a story that um farmer will got kicked out of one of the of the love island boys group so he's unfollowed them all i feel like that's really sad like it's lovely to hear um, you guys are all still friends yeah i mean obviously they could that this could happen in six months time that obviously they were on the earlier season so yeah that could happen but Again, I don't know much on the situation. If I'm being honest, I didn't really watch too much of the win- of, of the winter one. I've never really like I've never really watched the winter ones. It was sort of like a ritual with me and my sister to watch the summer one. So, um, but at the same, like I'm really good friends with Casey and Tom, so I can vouch for them being good lads, being good people. Funny, they're very very funny. Yeah, I don't know Will. I don't. I've never never met him, so I can't I can't really comment on I'm why sure. or what that's happened or what the, what the deal is with that. I'm sure they're all really nice, babe. Sometimes they just not everybody gets on with everybody. That's how it is. Yeah, no, exactly. Who's been the most amazing person you've met though since leaving? Since leaving, the most amazing. Shit, I do. I've not had much time back home. <laughs> 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 I've had oh no time God. to meet anyone. Do you know what? I'm dying. I'll get into all this in a second. But obviously, you must have met Sarah, Sarah Highland from the US yes. horse. Yes, I'm obsessed yes. with Modern Family. Is she cute as a bunny in a bow tie? Because she looks cute as a bunny. She in is. A bow tie. Do, you want, do you want to know something funny? So <laughs> yeah, go on. She come in. She come in the night I got dumped. And I walked past her and I went, you're not Maya Jammer. <laughs> no shit, and she went, Sherlock. And she, and, she, and she went, I'm not, but I wish I was. So, yeah, if Maya Jammer's watching this, then Sarah Highland wants to be her. No, Sarah Highland and everybody fucking else, mate. Every woman in the UK. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is so sweet. I knew she'd be lush. I knew she'd be so good. Yeah, no, she is. She's very, very sweet, yeah. Oh, Scott, I've got so much I still want to ask you. I feel like I haven't even scratched the go surface. On. Go, I on, need a go break. on, go on, go on. I need a break. I need a okay. wee. Will you come back in part okay. two and grill you some more? Yeah, go on. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 